Good morning. And good morning to everyone that's uh, tuned in. Wasn't that incredible, that story? Oh, the testimony. The testimony was just fantastic. Oh, that's My word, that was incredible. <laughs> yes, Lord, do it again. Okay, the title of my sermon this morning is Wake Up Your Lazarus. Repeat it. Come on, come on, a bit more energy. Wake <laughs> up your Lazarus. Okay, Killy's going to read the story that's recorded in the Bible. From John chapter 11, beginning at verse 38. Jesus arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. Great. Thank you, Killy. Well read. <laughs> okay, I want to draw from this story uh, four points. The first point that we can draw from this story is remove Remove the stone. Now, I have been a Christian since 1975. I've been following Jesus since then. I have seen the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I have seen his authority at work. Okay, what I know from Jesus is, is that Jesus, if he wanted to, he could have just said, stone, move. Because he also said, if you have the faith, you can say to that tree, get up and go away. You know, he had the power to do that. He could have just done it, but he didn't do that. Why? Because Jesus, he wants us to work with him. Isn't that amazing? Okay, my, I remember when my son Michael, our firstborn son, he was about four years of age. And uh, I said, oh, I'm going to go out and wash the car. And Michael, four years of age, said, Daddy, 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 can I come and help you? And I said, yeah, 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 you can come and help me. And then I've got to get him a bucket. I've got to get him a sponge. I mean, it, you know, it's like... 
Oh dear, I could have done it quicker. And um, and then I, I give him the lights to do, and he's doing it like this. And every every thirty seconds, Daddy, Daddy, is this good? Is this good? And then I have to go and look. Well, not really. Um, but yes, yes, it's good. It's good. And then he's putting his fingerprints all over the car and everything else. But it gave me great joy. I could have done it quicker myself. I could have done it better myself. In fact, after he did it, I had to do it better. <laughs> but I loved it. The joy that it gave me that my little boy wanted to help his daddy. You know, we must give joy to, to, to the Lord. When, when the Lord says, well, actually, I could do it, but I want to use you to help me. Do you not think that's incredible? That is incredible. You know, you know I, work, I work for God and with God. You work for God and with God. I mean, what a thought. Oh my word, I work with God. Just process that for a moment. I work with God. I work with the creator of the universe. He puts me to work. There is com a command here. Remove the stone. You see, it is very easy to be overwhelmed that, uh, that a miracle needs to take place. Lazarus needs to come back to life. And you can be overwhelmed by, by the need. But actually... Jesus didn't tell us to raise the dead. He told us to remove the stone. <laughs> remove the stone. You see, some, we have to do the little thing. He does the big thing. He does the big thing. We just have to remove the stone. Our next door neighbors, they were not Christians. They called my wife and I the neighbors from heaven, which is good, isn't it? Well, we wouldn't want to be called the neighbors from the other side. The lady had a stroke. She fell into a coma. And as a consequence of the, uh, uh, the coma, uh, she had no brain activity. The daughter came, spoke to my wife and said, the doctor said she's got no brain activity and she's on a life support machine. After five days, we're uh, going to turn the machine off so she dies. And so my wife said, well, look, can we visit your mother? And the daughter said, please visit my mother because she was very fond of you. So then we go to the hospital, John Ratcliffe Hospital in Oxford, a very prestigious hospital. We go into um, intensive care. She's in this room. We walk in the room, and, uh, and I start speaking to her. I said, hello, Joyce. I said, it's the neighbors from heaven. I said, we've come to say a prayer with you. I mean, I thought we're just going to come, say a little prayer, anoint her with oil so she dies. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You know, I was just being kind. You know, she's going to die tomorrow. Yeah? 
we go in and I say, Joyce, what we're going to do is pray the Lord's Prayer together. And she had tubes everywhere. I took her hand. I held Killy's hand. Killy held her other hand. And I said, Joyce, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. When we said your kingdom come, she woke up. It was very scary. You see, you see, we, we, we just went, we just went to say a prayer. And, and, and in fact, we only said half the prayer because she came alive halfway through the Lord's Prayer. And I, I, I went back to the home. I said to her husband, she, she's woken up. He said, no, she hasn't. Don't joke. I said, I, I'm not joking. She woke up. No. I said, she woke up. No. Anyway, she came back 10 days later. You see, she was told she, she was dead. And all we had to do was just to be there. Yeah. Just to be there. We weren't the ones that were going to do the miracle. Yeah. You know, it's the little thing. What is it that Jesus wants us to do? Now, is there something in my life? Is there something in your life? that needs to be removed so that you can be nearer to Jesus? Is there a stone between you and Jesus? Is there a stone that needs removing? Maybe it's a hurt. Does that need removing? Maybe it's a habit that needs removing. Maybe it's a hang-up that needs removing. The stone had to be removed, and it was Christ's will that Martha should remove the stone. But Martha had a big excuse not to remove the stone. No, Jesus, we cannot remove the stone, because if we remove the stone, there's going to be a smell. No. We don't want smell. It will be the smell of a body decomposition. But Jesus said, move the stone. And she's now saying, no, I'm not going to move the stone. You know, some people do not want to remove the stone because they think there's going to be a smell underneath. And someone will discover that there was something going on. And sometimes we're a little bit reluctant to remove the stone because of what might be revealed behind it. And we might have things in our lives that are hidden, but they are not hidden to God. So remove the stone. Remove the stone, because he knows what's underneath them. Have we let a stone stand in front of a resurrection? Have you let a stone stand in front of a resurrection? Are you creating an excuse? You know, uh, we picked up Killy and I a taxi two days ago. And um, we're always friendly with the taxi people. Hello, how's your day? When did you start work? Do you have a family? Do you go to church? 
We always just ask. Anyway, I, I, I wrote it down. So he said to this man, Did you go, do you go to church? He said, quote, I am unqualified to go to church. So Achilles said to him, I wrote this down, we are all unqualified. That's why we should go to church. He replied, to be honest, I only say that as an excuse not to go to church. <laughs> now, if you are here this morning, because he, he was, we gave him all the details to come this morning. If you are here, I'm delighted. <laughs> Move the stone. Move the stone. In verse 40, we read, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Oh, don't you want to see God in all of his glory? Well, if you want to see God in all of his glory, and I want to see God in all of his glory, then we have to remove the stone. Word number one, remove. Word number one, remove. remove. Word number two, respond. Word number two, Respond. Verse 43, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. As I said to you, I, I, I've seen Jesus and his power and his authority at work. I can tell you this, I am so pleased Jesus didn't say, come out. Because if he had said, come out, everybody would have come out. Everybody would have come out. I'm telling you, everybody would have come out. But on this occasion, it was just one man that needed to come out. His name was Lazarus. You see, Lazarus had to respond. Lazarus had to get up. You would have thought Jesus would be a bit more pastoral about it all, but no, 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 Lazarus, get up, you know, maybe you, hey, Jesus, why don't we, why don't we go in with a cup of tea, why don't we send a few people in there to help him get up, no, 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 you don't get help from other people until you get up. There's too many people who are saying to everybody, get me up, get me up. No, 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 get yourself up. Get yourself up. When you get up, other people will help you. You know, now, can you imagine how he felt? He's been dead for four days. Huh? His body is cold. You know how sometimes you're sitting down and you get pins and needles and it's ooh, very uncomfortable, isn't it? So, Lazarus, get up. And he goes, wakes up. Did someone call my name? Oh, why do I feel so achy? Oh, why? Oh, my word. Oh, you know, it's like I need, I need a chiropractor. Oh, 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 I, I need, is there a physiotherapist in the house? Oh, can someone massage my shoulders? Oh, dear. And he, he's all bandaged up. Get up. Get up. Do you, want, do you want to get closer to Jesus? Get up. 
Just get up. Don't wait for somebody to come and help you. Get up yourself and walk towards Jesus. Walk towards Jesus. Has Jesus told you to do something and you haven't done it? I frequently get people who come up to me and they go, oh, J. John, J. John, uh, please, can I ask for your advice? Oh, I, um, uh, I feel I'm at a crossroads in my life and I don't know the will of God. And oh, can you help me? Can you help me? And, and I, I normally say to people, has God told you to do something in the past and you haven't done it? Normally, nine times out of 10, they say yes. And then I say, well, do it. And then I walk away. And my wife goes, I'm so glad you're not a pastor. You are so insensitive. Uncaring. I said, I haven't got time. I haven't got time to talk to people. I said, I said you know, this is the point. Has Jesus told you to do something, but you haven't done it? And now you're asking for more directions. Just process that. He's told me to do something. I haven't done it. And now I go and speak to J. John. He will give me directions. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give you directions. Just do what Jesus has told you to do. Just do what Jesus has told you to do. I remember I was in church with Killy at our church. The pastor got up. He got up and he said, I, I, I'm sorry, but I need to tell the church. Listen, we need more volunteers. We need more volunteers to help with the crash, the babies. We need more volunteers to help with the welcome. We need more volunteers to help with the coffee. And I sat there thinking, Oh, what kind of a church is this? Why don't people volunteer? Come on. And I'm sitting there, and then I boom. I felt this conviction, volunteer for coffee. So I, I turned around because I thought maybe the spirit came for the man behind me. But I was got in the way. I was here. And the spirit didn't maneuver around. So I turned and looked at him. And he's like, why are you looking at me? And I said, Lord, I'm not a barista. I am not a barista. No, Lord, oh, no, no, not me, not me. Throughout the service, I was burdened, convicted. I want you to do the coffee. At the end of the service, Killy says, what's wrong with you? I said, I think the Lord wants you and me to do the coffee. She said to me, do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm stupid? He wants you to do the coffee, not me. I said, I can't do it on my own. You've got to help me. So then we went, the two of us went, we found the lady. We found the lady and we said, oh, we want to sign up for coffee. The lady started laughing. She says, you're never here. 
I said, no, I'm here once a month. We go to our, because we travel and minister, but we always go to church once a month, every month, we're there. And I said, we will do the coffee once a month. So she signed us up. And we went the first month, you had to arrive one hour early, sort the coffee and everything. And I didn't like the coffee. Second month, we bought our own coffee. <laughs> Much better coffee. They didn't have good biscuits, so we bought biscuits. They didn't have napkins, so we brought napkins. So we started investing. We didn't just do it, we were investing, investing, investing. We, we were buying the coffee for the whole church. You know, we were investing, investing, and I, we loved it. I met more people serving coffee once a month for three years than I had the previous 17 years. Yeah, and there I am, I'm serving coffee, and then Killy's going, shut up, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> after three years, after three years, I felt the Lord say to me, that's it, you've done it. And I said, no, I like doing coffee. <laughs> I want to do coffee. He said, stop it. <laughs> you know, the Lord guides our steps and he guides our stops. You know, every week I get people writing to me and they go, J. John, I'm an evangelist. Can I come and see you? And it's like, I can't see everybody. So I normally send them three questions. And depending how good their answers are to the questions, I decide if I'm going to see them. And because then it filters people out. This man from Northern Ireland wrote to me, J. John, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist. I need, can I see you because you're coming to Northern Ireland? I send him the three questions. He answers them very well. So I meet him. And I said, yes. He said, well, I'm an evangelist. I said, good, 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 good. He says, but I'm a fireman. I said, good, 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 good. What's the problem? Ah, oh, I really feel the Lord wants me to go full-time as an evangelist. I said, good, good, go, 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 go. He says, but if, if I stop being a fireman, I lose my pension, I lose my salary, I have a wife, I have two children. I said, so? Just do it. You know, if God said, do it, do it. He said, oh, yes, but, uh, salary. And, uh, and I said, look, how much do you earn? So he told me. So I said, well, look, you need to ask 25 people to give you this amount of money to fund your first year. As I said it, I heard the Lord say, give him the first one twenty-fifth. Give it to him. I said, no. I know women think men can't multitask. I was talking to him and talking to the Lord. I said, no, I don't want to. I've just met him. I'm always giving money away. I always give things away. I don't want to. And then I started to feel this, you know, a quiver in your liver. It's like, ah, ah. And I said to him, listen, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be the first of the 25 people. I'm going to give that to you. And he started to cry. He couldn't believe it. He's just met me 15 minutes ago, and now I'm going to be the first. I said to him, if you don't become an evangelist, I want the money back. <laughs> that man, that man is called Mitch. He is now the most influential evangelist in Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland. Yeah? He, 
he, he employs 25 full-time staff. It was me, me. I gave him the money. I was the first. You know, don't you feel good when you do God's will? It's like the moment you give it, this kind of thing that crippled me inside, the moment I gave it, whoa, joy. Joy. Has the Lord asked you to do something, but you haven't done it? Do it. You know, whether he's whether it's to tithe, whether it's to give something away, whether it's to forgive, whether it's to help somebody, whatever it is, whether it's to volunteer to do the coffee, whatever it is, has he asked you to do something? If he has, do it before you ask for more directions. Word number one, remove. Remove. Word number two, Respond. Word number three, release. Oh, my word, I've just seen the clock. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Three, release. Verse 44, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Lazarus comes out in his grave clothes. He's wrapped up so he can't see. His feet are wrapped up so he can't walk. His hands are wrapped up so he can't work. You know, some people have come alive in Jesus, but they're walking around with gray clothes. Release. And that's when Jesus says, you take them off. Take off the grave clothes. Are you walking around with grave clothes? I often meet people, seriously, I meet people. I don't know whether this is discernment or prophetic or what. I can smell them. I don't mean their perfume. Oh, I love perfume. I love perfume. But I can smell if you've got nice perfume or not. But I sometimes, they've got grave clothes on. I can almost smell them, grave clothes. I can look at people's eyes and I, I kind of have a sense if they've got grave clothes on. Listen, if you've got any grave clothes, you think you're bound, something's binding you, then this is where the church, wants to come and help you and, and help get the grave clothes off you and set you free. Be free in Jesus. Last but not least, remove, respond, release, and reveal. Verse 45, therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. And they talked about what had happened. So yes, remove. Yes, respond. Yes, release. And now let's reveal this good news to other people. Let's reveal it to other, other people. So the message today is very, very simple. Do you need to remove something between you and Jesus? Do you need to respond to a command from Jesus? Do you need to be released 
from something that is binding you? Do you need to reveal to others what God has done for you? You know, if you're a visitor here today or you're a visitor, you're tuned in online, what we're talking about here is encountering Jesus, the, the way, the truth, and the life. When you've encountered Jesus, you discover freedom, forgiveness, friendship, and a future. And when you've discovered that, you endeavor to live it out and picking up on these four principles from one encounter, you remove. You respond. You release. You reveal. And that is the journey of faith and the journey of being a believer and being a Christian. We've run out of time. I wasn't gonna do this, but I am. I'm sure Pastor Yang won't mind. Please stand. Worship group, come back. Listen, if, you, if what you heard today has resonated with you, it's resonated with you, and you need to respond uh, in any way to those four points, come now, out of the rows. Come on, out of the rows, down the aisles. Come here, come, come now. Come now so that we can pray together. Just come, come. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. You're gonna pray the prayer and then you're gonna be prayed for. Come now. If you know that what you heard today is relevant to you, do you need to respond? Do you need to remove something? Do you need releasing? If that's you, come, come, keep coming, keep coming. Great, please come as far as forward as you can. Keep coming, keep coming. So I'm, I'm going to, in a moment, pray a prayer and I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer. And wherever you are, here in the, in the church or online, if you want to, whether it's beginning your journey of faith or reinforcing your faith, join in with the prayer. And once I've, I've prayed this prayer, um, I'll hand back to uh, one of the pastors. Just close your eyes. The most important thing at a moment like this is why you've come. You know, God knows. So I'm just going to articulate and express a very simple prayer. Here is the prayer. I pray it once, you pray it with me out loud. Jesus, I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. 
Jesus, I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe you are the Savior. I believe you are the Savior. I bow before you now. I bow before you now. I know I have done many things wrong. I know I have done many things wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my life. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. Set me free from the past. Come into my life by your Holy Spirit. Come into my life by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence and your power. Fill me with your presence and your power. I choose to remove all stones. I choose to remove all stones between me and you. Between me and you. I choose to respond to all your commands. I choose to respond to all your commands. Lord Jesus, release me. Lord Jesus, release me from everything that is binding me. From everything that is binding me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to reveal you to others. Help me, Lord Jesus, to reveal you to others. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you. In the name of Jesus, I announce, I pronounce his forgiveness, his cleansing, his healing. Whatever's been binding you, may you be set free. May you now be bathed in his presence, his saving, healing, delivering grace. May you be empowered by his presence. May this be a new beginning in your life. And we pray the blessing of God upon you, upon all of us here and those who are tuned in. The blessing of God the Father, the blessing of God the Son, and the blessing of God the Holy Spirit. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.